Welcome to the Stories We Don't Tell, a podcast about storytelling. This is Joey. Am I Stefan? I am Stefan. My name is Paul. On today's episode, the crew talks about failure and writing about it. But first, Monica shares her story. I do this all the time. I work myself to depletion, obsessively trying not to fail. Because if I do fail at anything, even 25%, my mind is so mean to me that, no, well, I can't, I can't go to that place. I just have to do everything right. But I did it. I put these shows together. I did my day job. I seemed like a sane person and I burnt myself out doing it. But that's okay, that's okay because I did it. And then, then when I rest, there's finally peace. Finally, I am good with myself. Finally, I can see the qualities that make me special. I feel light, happy, radiant, comfortable, my best self. Finally, in this place of wrung out, I am serene. Yes, my friend Natasha says, because the voices finally stop. Oh, that's it. Because when I overload myself, I get to this point where I'm so tired, I'm so depleted that my brain doesn't have the energy to be critical. You're such a loser. You're not trying hard enough. You can't be if this is where you're at. This is how far you've gotten at your age? People think you're pathetic. They have to, because you're not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. It's mid-July, 2019. I am past that blissful crash again. And now we're back in, I'm a do nothing loser land. A month before I got back from doing a stand-up festival in LA. Two weeks before I produced my show for the fifth time, this time at Montreal Comic-Con. But today I was 26 days from my 45th birthday. And that was no good. The critical voices were very loud. But what are you doing now? I see there's a festival in New York City accepting submissions. You have to write a new one person show. Send in the pitch for your new show idea. And if it's accepted, you'll write and perform it. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's a goal for this festival. That, that is doing something now. I go through the obsessive research process. What could I come up with that would excite me? What would I want to write about? Finally, I have it. On her 45th birthday, comedian Monica Hamburg buys $50 worth of online psychic readings about her career. What does a psychic cat have to say about her future? What is she doing wrong, according to a demonic clown? What did the psychic cat say, in case you're wondering? Apparently, my ideas are not only received well, but they will pan out for me. 
The psychic cat has hope for my future. I'll take it. The demonic clown, useless. I love my show idea. It, it is clutch, as the kids say. I submit. I'll know on August 30th. This is a really good idea. They're going to accept me. Yeah. August 30th. I refreshed my email. A lot. Okay, not yet. Not yet. It's a good idea, Monica. It's going to happen. 8 p.m. Email. Subject line. Congratulations. <laughs> Greetings. Solo Com and the Pit are thrilled to inform you that you have been accepted to Solo Com 2019. Oh my God. Oh my God, I did it. No, no. I'm going to have to do it. All the failure fairies come out. Are you kidding? You're going to write a whole one person show in three months to perform on stage in New York City. Oh. Yeah, that's gonna be wonderful. You're gonna fail so hard and you're gonna spend a lot of time and money doing it. Wow, this, this is all a real overreach for what you got going on. <laughs> wow, but I did it. I, I did do it. I went for having, from having nothing to putting together a creative, funny, honest show that was ultimately about how I feel I'm failing. At the end of November, 2019, I performed my solo show on stage in New York City. I really did it. And it didn't go perfectly, but that was something too. It hadn't gone over the way I obsessively planned so that no one would ever have a critical thought about me so that no one would sound like it sounds in my head. The chorus of YouTube commenters that live in my brain were active, but I held my own. I was centered. I was, I, I was okay. It would get better. It was a pretty good start. They sent out an email congratulating us all. If you're based in New York City, we'd love to have your show back here. We're booking for 2020, so reach out to us. I'm not local, I wrote back, but I'll be back in April. I'd love to do my show again. Yes. April 2020. I do it again. A few days later, I received an email from a venue I wanted to rent back home in Montreal. I needed a cool and low-cost place to execute the next part of my plan, which would silence the brain chorus. If I continued to do my own shows, the type of creative and personal projects that I wanted, and leaned into that even more, I'd really grow as a performer. And, and I'd have to learn to trust myself the thing that was so deeply lacking. I could fix that. I could fix that with some intense work. Sure, I'd done a ton of things that should have led me to have trust in myself. Like the thing I just did. But this, this would do it. I put on a show weekly. I had just needed a membership at this venue to open up and it had. And by the new year, I could start this space. Yes. I set up a series of eight shows from February to March, 2020. Panel, new format, experimental shows, each show with a different theme. I pitched all the local papers and blogs. Each week, I'd fight the sky high anxiety and the screaming failure voices. 
No one is going to show up. You're going to fail. If people show up, they're going to feel pity for you because no one showed up and you're failing so hard. Keep pushing. Don't stop. It's all your fault if you don't succeed. I can't let that be right. It's too hard. This is hard, but it's not as hard as realizing that's true. March 13th, 2020, Facebook message. Hi, Monica, we're gonna have to close the venue down tonight and shut down. I had done the sixth show of that series. A newspaper interview I did came out just in time to advertise the seventh show, which wouldn't happen. And it was snowing. I was depressed. I had a plan. I was doing the thing. But I was also relieved. I was exhausted. And the shows being shut down meant I didn't fail. But for COVID, who knows what could have been? I didn't fail. Would I have failed? I, I don't know. Wasn't I always failing? When it came down to it, my dad would say when I was in my 20s and a struggling actor, it would be really nice if you were famous. It would finally make sense when I tell people what you do. It'd be nice for me too. I'm working on it. And he would sigh and say, oh, well, I hope I live long enough to see that happen. And he didn't. So whose fault is that? How to fail workshop. Okay, why should I attend this workshop? The unrealistic expectations we place on ourselves seldom allow us to realize that we will, of course, fail in some areas of our lives, particularly in our careers, and that failing well is therefore a skill we need to learn above most others. Wow. Okay, learning to fail better. Yeah, yeah, this, this is it. This is the ticket. I'm going to purchase a ticket. Register for site. Done. Log into site. Your account is temporarily disabled. That's weird. Okay, okay. Let's just purchase as a guest. Enter my credit card information. The page freezes. It's no longer responsive. I can't purchase. Am I failing at registering for a class on failing? Why? Why am I even trying to take a hundred dollar workshop on how to fail? I have been doing it so well for free. I guess I'm a perfectionist. I haven't even had any training yet. Really, I'm a natural. I write to the company. They are helpful and tell me they will look into the issues. Meanwhile, they provide me with a workaround. I try the workaround. It continues to freeze once I enter my credit card information. I try another browser, go through all the steps, enter all my information, go to purchase, and now my credit card gets declined because my credit card company, understandably, thinks these repeated attempts to purchase are fraudulent. I get an email from my credit card company. I reply, yes, it was me attempting to make the purchase. I go back to the Eventbrite page, which is now refreshed because I was taking too long, taking all my information with it. I am continuing to fail at registering for a how to fail course. Am I this much of an expert? At this point, I had spent over half an hour 
failing at registering for the how to fail course. I start over. I am determined to fail more successfully. I enter all my information again. And finally, finally, it works. I am registered. I write back to the company. This was the most frustrating experience trying to register I've ever had. And I absolutely would have given up had the course not sounded so interesting. And if we weren't in the middle of a pandemic where such a course seemed particularly appealing. Also, I had nowhere I needed to go. Should we just do it? We can do it. I think we can wing this one. I thought, oh, I thought yeah. we're in it already. Oh, yeah, we're already doing it, Paul. This is already happening. Oh. I was in right. it. I was in it. I was just like, <laughs> what we're doing. I guess right. we should thank Monica, though. We should thank Monica uh, for her story. Also comes from our January show. And it was all about failure, which some people have some thoughts on. No one here has obviously experienced it, but, you know, we may have some thoughts. Uh, Paul, what are, you, what are your thoughts? Well, I, I, uh, what I appreciate always about Monica and her stories is that uh, she, she's been a storyteller at our event for many years now. And um, what's always great is that she is never afraid to tackle um, tough subjects. And I think this is a tough one for a lot of people to discuss and think about and, and admit a, a lot of this stuff. And so, but she does it with um, a lot of feeling and a lot of emotion and a lot of, uh, it really always resonates with me in many different ways. But then at the end, it's always, she always adds her comedic voice to it because she is a stand-up comedian. And um, so it, it really, uh, she always does these stories that are managed to tackle uh, something like failure but kind of really explore it almost in a deeper way through her, through her comedy, because you, it's accessible. You're allowed to, she's like inviting you in to sort of say, look, I know this is not fun to talk about this stuff, but let's try and make it fun so that we can kind of move past the whatever awkwardness or, or anything like that. So to me, that's what she does really well in this story is talk about failure, but like kind of with a, in a very, Three in a very three-dimensional kind of way. One of the things that strikes me the most about not just this story, but um, as something that is a good thing to take note on of how to potentially do is if you're telling a story about a topic that's really hard or a theme that's really difficult, like, like failure, we know as an audience that Monica is pulling through the experience because she's peppering in the humor. And I think, and not even just peppering it in, but like that's the, that's, that's, you know, the, the basis of it is also humor. So I think this is another, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to veer off the concept of failure as what we're talking about, but, but just the actual act of telling a story about something that is challenging through the lens of humor can, can make it very approachable and accessible, as you're saying, Paul. Obviously, in the opening, I was being a bit facetious, but never having experienced failure, because I think that's you know somewhat universal. But I also think that there's something important here more so a, that sort of about the act of writing itself, which you know, is, you know, 
if you are, if you don't let yourself finish a story because you're f- afraid it won't work, you'll never finish anything. And, you know, most first versions of things feel in some ways like a failure because they, you know, they don't get exactly where you want it to be. They don't have the right feeling or X, Y, Z. The process of writing a little bit is you write, you don't really like it. You work on it. You don't really like it again. Write it. You try a third time. You don't really like it a third time. And then eventually over time, you get to a point where you're like, oh, okay, it's beginning to sort of feel more, you know, like a success. You know, I, I think the themes of the story itself also speak quite directly to what you have to do to effectively be uh, an artist in almost any form. You know, often Monica's talking about some failures in regards to regards to her career, but I think that it, it works for almost anything. How many times have you written something that you haven't really liked? And if you were just like, oh, I guess that story isn't good then, I'm going to give up and try and, and move on. You know, then you end up with nothing. And so I think the... Yeah, I think there's something else there in this theme of of trying to actually embrace and and move towards failure as a strategy towards to eventual success. Because what's funny about this also is that like in this whole story of failure, Monica is telling parts of it that are obviously clear successes. You know, like she does the show. She like you know like there's like there's these pieces that are obviously like clearly success successful, but you're, she's always battling this demon of like, well, you're going to fail, so you probably shouldn't try. And is then in some ways rewarded for actually trying instead. And I think that ends up being like, to me, the thing that I think is most, the biggest takeaway I would have as a writer from this is literally just like, don't let your feel of failure stop you from trying because stopping trying is the only thing that will actually lead to true failure because you won't have done it. I feel like she does a lot of, she uses some really good devices in, in the story because sometimes these stories you know, there's the very tangible things. There's the things, the events or the experiences that she is talking about. But I think she was really, really adamant about wanting to talk about her feelings and her sort of internal uh, sense of self and like her own feelings uh, about these things. And that can be really difficult sometimes because it's abstract or it's, uh, you know, it's more about thoughts and things like that. But she does use the like sort of devices of, of almost stepping outside of herself and, and having this sort of uh, struggle inside the failure with um, herself, basically. But she the way she, you know, kind of represents it and explores it is uh, helps to, you know, create more of a just, again, more accessible, say, to the audience and uh, to, uh, you know, relate to what she's talking about. I don't want to get super philosophical here, but I I also think this is a, in terms of writing something and sharing it with people, how you view failure is what, is what it ends up being, right? So like, because by the time you share something, you might not think it's perfect. In fact, if you ever get to that point, that's, I mean, kudos. I don't like, that's a beautiful place to be, but quite often you'll share something and it's not quite exactly everything and you can decide that it's going to like that you view it as a failure or you could look at it and it's not um and uh and so there's also working on it at all is part of the process of it of not failing and um and and getting it to a place where you're satisfied or or that it's good enough kind of circumvents the idea of failure as well so Am I talking about the theme now? Am I talking about the act? I don't know. Is it all of it? Who knows? I mean, but that's a good point, right? Like kind of ludicrous thing about life itself. So you go to philosophy, I'm going, I'm going metaphysical. I've, I've lost Excellent. the, we've completely lost the plot. You decide 
what a failure, not a failure is, right? Like so much of creative works exclusively is what your own perception is. There's almost no story of creative works where you do something and immediately it's validated by every human in the world and they all decide it's universally great and therefore you can say stamp success. Like any unless creative work, sorry. Hamilton, unless it's Hamilton, <laughs> otherwise, and I'm sure there's actually way too many people who said it's shit, but anyway, sorry. Yeah. No, but exactly, right? Like, like every single work, like there are people out there who hate, you know, everything you love and there's no universally loved creative project. And so if your goal for success is universal adoration, then everything will be a failure. And if your goal is not universal adoration, then success and failure is what you decide it is. And how many famous artists or writers wrote stuff that was not appreciated during their time or, or, or not appreciated until way later. And so like, you can't judge any creative work really, except by your own standards and what, you've, uh, what you, you yourself have decided is worthwhile or not. Yeah, you so much control this narrative. Well, also obviously not feeling like it. I've definitely wrote things and have like felt like a failure. I consistently feel that way. But like it is, but that is the ultimate truth of it. If you, there's no other way to, to determine it, right? Like you can want to get published, but the ability of getting published does not vindicate or like it may, it may validate your feelings of success, but it is not necessarily success. You know, I'm sure you've read a book that's published and you're like, this book sucks. You know, and I'm sure you've read non-published works and thought this was amazing. And so there's really no level that you're going to get to that's going to make you make you inherently feel success, except for your own appreciation for your own work. And so ultimately that becomes the question. Well, I think that um, I think it's safe to say that Monica was very successful with her story. About failure. About failure. I, that's all I have to say about it. <laughs> so we'd very much like to extend a wonderful, can you extend a wonderful thank you? I'm extending a wonderful thank you right now to Monica for, for her story. Thank you, Monica, for sharing your story. And thank you for listening to the Stories We Don't Tell podcast. Keep up to date on upcoming events, get your very own copy of the Stories We Don't Tell book, and sign up for our newsletter, visit storieswedonttell.org. All music was composed by singer-songwriter Arlene Pakulin. Find her at officialarlene.com. This episode of the Stories We Don't Tell podcast is brought to you by Success. Success is guaranteed. <laughs>